had a tiny tube TV that had the VHS slot. Yeah, in it. And I, I those. regret getting rid of it. Yeah, 100%. Because I, I still have a giant tub in our garage oh. of VHS mm-hmm. that my husband keeps trying to get me to throw away. And I refuse. Don't, because in the apocalypse, I'm gonna need we'll something find to all watch. the VCRs. Yeah. Yeah. Between the present and the past, memories held in the walls and earth, energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness. That which has been left behind between the living and the dead. I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is Is The the Residuals. Residuals. Hi, how's it going? Um, welcome to this self-quarantine lockdown virus all over the world edition of The Residuals. If I sound funny, I still have a cough because I probably have coronavirus, but there are no tests around, so who knows? I'm here at my house with my husband and my son. Emily is at her house with her family, and... We really wanted to get an episode out to at least give you a little time to think about something less terrifying than the state of the world, which is ghosts now. They used to be scarier, but uh, now I, uh, I think I'd rather hang out with ghosts than go outside. I apologize that this episode wasn't out at the crack of dawn, but I'm recording this right now the morning of because things have been so hectic around here. Um, just want to give you a little break from the headlines. So anyway, we have a couple of stories. Um, sit back and relax and stay inside and don't touch your face and wash your hands and don't sneeze on anyone. Um, I'm going to stay here on self-quarantine for the next couple of weeks because I feel terrible. I had a chest x-ray on Saturday that looked clear. My oxygenation was thankfully 100%. I'm gonna try and get some other episodes going um, to take your mind off of things. But just keep in mind that Emily and I are doing this between working and running households and dealing with our kids and dealing with our own demons and scary thoughts and worries. So we love you all and uh, Thanks for listening. If you want something else to take your mind off of stuff, you could you could send us a message. Um, you could send us your stories. You could ask us questions. So enjoy these couple of stories and uh, stay healthy. See you later. Okay, I have one here. All right. It is titled Spooky Story, Brooklyn. Bed. Funeral parlor. Sounds like a Friday night. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Let's get into it, shall we? All right. Okay. In 2006, when I was in my 20s and single, I was living in a railroad apartment in a three-story pre-war walk-up. Me too. Oh. Not in my, in my 30s. Oh, okay. But, yeah. It was on Manhattan Avenue in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Wait, I wonder if you guys knew each other back then. Or if you I don't know, but I lived back. around the corner... 
from that place. I lived on Anger and Eckford by McCarran Park on the third floor in a railroad apartment um, when I was in my early 30s. But that was 2011, 2012. Well, but I, mean, I had been in the area right. then. I, I was be in if Brooklyn you guys then too. We might have. Um, <clears throat> okay, it was on Manhattan Avenue in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, on the same block and just a few doors down from Enid's, now closed, and Three Kings Tattoo. My best friend Brian took up the apartment across the hallway from me, and we had the whole third floor to ourselves. Nice. Mm-hmm. I lived there exactly one year. It has been the only place I've lived in where I never got a good night's sleep. I would often wake up thinking that there was a presence there. I drank a lot then. I was in my 20s. But there was also something about drinking that helped me get to sleep, mm-hmm. to be less spooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've talked about that before. I had the same bed and bed frame I had from my previous two apartments. The bed frame was basic and had tiny little wheels. It wasn't super easy to wheel around. The bed was in a pretty spacious room. Aside from the bed, the room was bare. On more than a handful of occasions, I would wake up in the middle of the night or if I was lucky to sleep through till sunrise and my bed would be in the middle of the room. Whoa. What? In my sleep? As I was sleeping on it, it would move about five feet away from the wall where it normally was. Oh my God. Five feet? up. I'm sorry. What railroad apartment are you living in that this bed has five feet to move across in? Good point. (laughs) In I call my, shenanigans. <laughs> in all my years, not even during my most physical sex, God bless you, mm, did, the bu- did the bed budge an inch. So I ruled out the possibility of me thrashing around in my sleep. My best friend Brian, who lived across the hallway, would report things moving or coming home after work to the shower curtain open when he always closed it after his showers. Huh. Wow. Finally, I moved out. And then a few years, uh, my best friend Brian moved out of the building too. We found out two things after we moved out. You ready? Mm. We looked up the records of the building and found out it had been a funeral parlor in the 40s and 50s. Why didn't you do that when you were living there? I don't know. She says, thank God I didn't know this. Oh, man. The second thing we found out was that our landlord, Mr. Cruz, had a very odd home. He was short of a... Short of... (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Maybe he was short. I'm short of. Who knows? I'm, I'm shortish too. <coughs> he was sort of a grumpy, unpleasant man in his 70s and kind of a loner. He lived in the basement apartment next to the building's laundry room. Our friend who moved in after us was a filmmaker and he told us Mr. Cruz asked to borrow some video equipment and a tripod. When our, right? when our friend dropped off his equipment at Mr. Cruz's apartment, he saw a dungeon... And chained shackles in the the living room. We found out this is the area where they embalmed the bodies at the (gasps) funeral parlor in the 40s and 50s. That's it. There's nothing else written after that, Joy. Stop it. Nothing else written after that. That's how she ended it. That's it. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't end it like that. I need to know. We have questions. Wait, so Mr. what was Mr. Cruz videotaping? Was it S&M Dungeon? Which, whatever, I'm not going to kink shame, whatever. No, 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 that's but- fine. It's just wild that it's like in the embalming area. There were ch- there chains and shackles. Is there any extra? Nope. 
Nope. Nope. Oh my gosh. When our friend dropped off his equipment, he saw a dungeon and chained shackles in the living room. I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, Mm. if anyone is... You know, a mortician. Please let me no, know no, if no, I'm no, wrong. No, 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 no. I don't think embalming rooms have chains and shackles. Listen, if they do, there's some zombie shit that's been going on right. way longer than we've expected. A little bit of Frankenstein <clears throat> up in the. Um, okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so your bed moved across the room. I, I, oh man, I lived in a a railroad in Ridgewood, um, and when I lived there alone. I would have like the TV turn on and off. Really? In the middle of the night when I was sleeping, I would like it would just turn on for no reason and I would shut it off again and it would turn on like an hour later. Sometimes I'd come home from work and I would have there was like two front rooms and then the two back rooms and the kitchen and the living room were in the back. And I came in through the kitchen and the door between like the rest of the house from the living room to the kitchen was separate because I didn't want the cats in the front of the house. Right. I could hear the TV on in my bedroom through the door. No. And I lived alone. No. And the cats were on the kitchen side. <laughs> nope. Nope. And I would open the door and see the TV on, walk to the TV. And I would go to shut it off, and it would turn off in front of me without me touching it. And then I would go, fine, whatever. And I'd turn back around and shut the door and go back in the other room, and I'd hear it click on. How long did you live in this place? Because if you say more than a year, I'm oh, just Oh, absolutely. Break. I lived there for like two and a half years, I think. Oh, my God. Um, I had my boyfriend move into the house with me. And this was the kind of place where, like, chicken would get up on the arm of the couch and be, like, looking at me or whatever. And then all of a sudden she would stop and look over my shoulder, like, through me, away from me, standing as if someone was standing behind me in the kitchen. Because we had, like, the couch that came out from the kitchen wall a little so you could... Yeah. And there were days with this TV thing, I mean, I would... It was like it was just fucking with me. Right. Like it was like, oh, she's home from work. Let's fuck with her. And I would walk across, see it shut off, turn around, and I'd hear that like click of the TV turn on because it was an old tube TV. Right. Because I'm old. Right. <laughs> um, this was like, I think this was 2006 also. I think so. Yeah, I think it was 2006. So it was probably I had the same a tube year. TV until 2011. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Retro. And broke. Oh. Hmm. I left that TV in, a, in another apartment once. I was like, I'm done. I'm fucking taking shit. It never turned on in any other apartment. Just that apartment. And I was trying to like troubleshoot it. And my boyfriend at the time was like, there's probably somebody with the same fucking remote on the other side of the wall switching their TV. And I was like, at 3 o'clock in the morning? At I'm like 3.30 no. in the morning? No, this is not happening. And... I think when it finally stopped was one day it kept going on and off, on and off. I was checking the sleep timers. I was just checking everything about the TV to try and figure out what was wrong with it. Because I was like walking across to shut it off and it'd go off in front of me and then I'd turn around. We would do this like six times back and forth. It was not like once or twice. And I finally called my mom and I was like, listen, 
I need someone on the phone with me right now because my fucking TV has been turning on and off for months now and I just can't take it anymore. I don't know what it's doing, but I'm going to unplug it. I need you on the phone because if the motherfucker turns back on, I'm walking out of this house and I'm not coming back in here alone. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, okay. <laughs> and I like unplugged it and we both kind of just like held our breath and the TV didn't go on again. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. Okay. And it never did it again. But oh I God. honestly don't remember if I ever plugged that TV back in no that shit. bedroom. But it was like a constant, it got, it was one of those things that happened so much that it just got to like, okay, I'm just annoyed now. Right. I'm not scared. I'm just annoyed that you're messing with me. What a dick. (laughs) I still wish I had a tiny tube TV that had the VHS slot. Yeah. And I regret getting rid of it yeah. 100% because I, I still I have a giant tub in our garage oh. of VHS mm-hmm. that my husband keeps trying to get me to throw away and I refuse. Don't because in the apocalypse I'm going to need we'll something find to all watch. the VCRs. Yeah. Yeah. I keep scouring like eBay mm-hmm. and Goodwill stores to see if I can find another one of those little mm-hmm. tellies with the thing but they're so expensive now online on, on, uh, <laughs> on eBay. I'll have to look at the thrift store around the corner because they have a bunch of stuff. Really? Mm-hmm. I just want to watch I found... Spice World. <coughs> I, I don't know why that's so funny. <coughs> I think I peed a little. Sorry. <laughs> Listen, it's my favorite movie, which I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed that I'm in my 40s and Spice World is my favorite movie. Is it the little Gucci dress or the little Gucci dress? I've never seen Spice World. Well, then that's what we're going to do when you're recovering from surgery oh, and you're no. immobile and See, you cannot physically leave. When people are going like, to make you watch you're it, you're going to be recovering from surgery. That means you're a captive audience. Right. I'm going to make you do stuff you don't want to do. Right, like watch Spice World. Like watch fiction. I <laughs> listen. I'm just going to tell you something. When I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. They talk about the hormones, and you get really fucking nutty, butty. Um, Some people do. I did. No, I don't. Oh God, I did. I was, it was awful. I was the most pleasant and patient <sighs> I've ever been in my entire life, including when I was a child. I was awful, <laughs> awful. So I Spice World had been on like HBO or some shit, which is magical. So of course, I immediately put it on the dvr because i needed to have it Mm, on hand sure right and i came home one day heavily pregnant to find my husband (gasps) oh i cleaned i tidied up the dvr i deleted a bunch of shit what did you delete and he went down the list and he deleted spice world and just so happened that there was a magazine next to me like a people magazine and i flung it at him (laughs) so angry (laughs) Don't, don't do that. Don't delete Spice World, especially when it's the, a pregnant woman's only joy in life at that moment. I'll tell you another crazy pregnant lady story. Okay, please do. I'm keeping it anonymous. Mm-hmm. You know who you are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not me. Okay. <clears throat> Someone very pregnant was in the car on the highway and didn't like how someone else drove and cut them off. 
So she may or may not have followed the person to their house and pulled in their driveway to yell at them. (gasps) At which point I believe they very rightfully said, you crazy bitch, get the fuck out of my driveway before I call the police. Oh my God. Now see, that's something young Joy would have done unpregnant. Right. Me, pregnant, I was like, let me hold this door for you. I'm sorry, what's that, doctor? You have a two-hour wait? I'm fine. I'll just stay right here. Oh, my God. Oh, the subway is stopped? That's okay. Does anyone want a snack? I think I have some in my bag. Let- I was the chillest, the calmest. Like, Tim thought that, like, everybody thought Tim was full of crap when he was like, no, she's been really nice. They're like, you can tell us it's okay. Because we all expected me to be the biggest, most horrid right. bitch. Because I'm normally terrible. No. Or at least I was yeah. when I was younger. I was very terrible. Um, no. I was so chill. And you would think that my child would be the most go with the flow. No. No, he's not. I confirmed with my mom that uh, I was like that. Mm. Yeah. You That's know, one of the problems now is that when we're like, oh my God, I can't believe my child is being this tiny terror that's when no, our it's parents me. say mm-hmm. well now you know what it was like it's payback mm-hmm. Fuck off. oh no my mom did some fucking i don't know some fucking weird guinea magic shit and she would always just be like i can't wait i can't wait until you have one just like I can't, like through her teeth would yeah. say it when we were arguing. I can't wait until you have one just like you. And I was like, I'm not having any kids. So magic stuff. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I am Italian. I know. But I am Italian. I know. The Ancestry.com has shown that I am nowhere close to even half Italian. <laughs> But Wait, aren't you more but Irish? don't fuck with my sauce is all right. I'm saying. Which I need you to teach me how to make. Oh, it's so easy. Really? I don't do a lot. I like, if I get the time, I will grill tomatoes and peppers. Um, just because it's a little nicer taste. Oh, my God. But then I like put them in the crock pot. Um, I don't use any sugar. Okay. I don't like sugar. But I use like pepper, salt, basil, some onion, um, garlic, duh, um, and a little like lemon or lime juice. Okay. Um, but that's it, and I just let it sit there. Will you teach me? Sure. So I can stop spending seven dollars on a jar of rouse. Mm-hmm. Because nothing else. That's the only one I like. I'll Everything make else you. Awful. I need to make sauce. So the next time I make sauce, I will give you a jar. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like teasing my mother-in-law. I was like, honey, I don't know. I'm going to make dinner for everybody when we're here over Christmas. Um, What's in your sauce? Because cause I was like, I'm going to make sausage and peppers and I'm going to get some money and I'm going to do this and that the other thing. And she's like, oh, well, I already have sauce that I made. And I was like, oh, homemade sauce. How do you make it on? And she's like, I use this and then sugar. I was like, ugh, sugar. (laughs) And it was delicious and it was fine. But I just have this weird aversion to putting sugar in my sauce, even though I know people do it all the time. But a tomato is technically a fruit. Sure. So 
I don't know where and I'm I going And I guess a pepper that. is too. Yeah, because they have seeds, right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. Cucumbers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but I have the little grill from my toaster oven that I just set on my open flames and I put my tomatoes and peppers on there. That's amazing. Until they just go and like some of the juice dribbles out and then I'm like perfect and then I just chop the tops off and throw them in. Do you peel them at all? Nope. I I do do the same things with potato. See I like like potato skins. Something about tomato skins. But you don't. No 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 you don't. The last time I did it I just put it on a blender at the end. Oh you did? Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah yeah no. Oh we don't have we don't, we don't have much. Mine is pretty great. I love mine. It's a little ninja. It's not that little. I broke. We had, <coughs> um, we had a, uh, we had, I think we had the, what's the one that you people make smoothies in it? Is that the ninja? Bullet? Bullet. Mm. We had a bullet and I broke it when I was pregnant because I was addicted to ice. <laughs> and because um, I didn't want to break my teeth, which I ended up doing anyway. Oh my God. So I addicted was watching. Ice. Dude, I, was, what, I was anemic. I didn't know. It's a form of pica. It's best oh, that it was ice. Wow. It was ice and it wasn't like sofa cushions. Lead paint chips. Yeah, lead <laughs> My husband comes home These and paint I'm just chips sitting there delicious. eating paint chips. What are you eating? Chips. Paint chips, lead, lead paint chips. So I was watching Jersey Shore as we do. I was watching a Jersey Shore marathon. I love the Jersey Me too. And Snooky, the little meatball, was making run run juice and also making other things. And I realized that she was putting ice in the blender and mashing it up. Yeah. So then I had the bright idea that I would use the fucking bullet thing mm-hmm. and I would crush up my ice so I would I broke it because I would like cram as much as I could <laughs> in there I know I didn't know I was desperate to get my fix and so I maybe I mean you're safer with a ziploc bag and I no, that's what I ended up doing <laughs> After I no, after I broke it, I then would have to triple back my ice and slap it with a hammer and eat it with a like a euphemism for like you know what I'm saying? A triple bag it and slap it for that landlord's basement. Oh my god! Oh god! Listen, one addiction for another. You know what I'm saying? Step on my balls. Step on my balls. Mm. So our next story. Um, is short and sweet. Okay. Is this the last one? It is. Oh, it's the last one. Okay. Short and sweet. <clears throat> this, can we? Yeah, just JJ. Okay. I didn't know if we could say. Yeah. This one is from JJ. Thank you, JJ. My three-year-old son was playing trains on the floor by himself. I was sitting on the couch when I overheard him say, this one is for Grandma Sally. This one is for Gigi. This one is for Baba, and this one is for me. A chill came over me when I realized I have never explained to him who Grandma Sally was. She had been gone for almost 20 years. Gigi is my mother-in-law. Sally was her mother. Baba is my wife. When I asked him who Grandma Sally was, he said he didn't know. I reminded him that he was playing trains and mentioned her name. He had no recollection of what I was referring to. It was almost as if she joined him for a minute 
and his little three-year-old self didn't even fully process what was happening. This is among many other very strange happenings in the house we live in. And that's it. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're going to need you. We're going to need you. Listen, no pressure, but pressure. We're going to need you to send us a few more of those. What the, what the hell? Oh, my gosh. Did you, did you tell Gigi that this happened? Did you tell Baba that this happened? Who knows? So do they talk to Grandma Sally? Does Grandma Sally do anything else in the house? Questions. We need more stories from your house. Oh my God, thank you so much for writing. That makes me wonder, this is something that I'm always fascinated about, is Mm. weird shit that kids say. Yes. That is along these lines. Mm. We could probably do an entire... Okay, we could probably do like four entire listener email episodes on weird shit that kids say that's creepy. I but. would really love to have that. Yes, please. Okay, you have homework. Your mission, <laughs> should you wish to accept no, it. No, no, you have to. If right, you're listening, you to, you've yeah. already entered into the nonverbal, verbal listener uh, teller agreement, <laughs> <clears throat> NDA something, I don't yeah. know. Um yeah, tell us the weird, creepy shit that your kids say because they say it. A lot. Yeah. A lot. Enzo's been pretty good. He doesn't say stuff. I know that your kiddo yes. says crazy stuff sometimes. It's been odd. Yeah. Enzo been doesn't, odd. though, which is so surprising to me. Yeah. Like, once he just looked at me when we were in the car and, like, Tim was driving and Enzo and I were in the backseat and he just looked at me and went... I want to cut you all up. What? And I was like, what? And that was it. It was like something creepy entered his body and then left. And like he never said anything like that again. But he doesn't like say stuff about like, oh, I'm waving to the person that's over here. Right. He's never, ever done anything like that. I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna share this one. Mm. Um, so our daughter is almost three and a half now. Oh, gosh. Um, and last year, um, we found out that we were, we were, I was pregnant. Well, we were pregnant. We were going to have another baby. And I had horrific morning sickness when I was pregnant with our daughter. And I knew immediately that I was pregnant because within two days I could not stop throwing up everywhere. And it wasn't, you know, it was, you know, the difference between food poisoning and pregnancy puking. Mm -hmm. And around that time, we do bedtime snuggles every night. And she pulled open the top of my shirt and looked down and she said, Mommy, you have a baby in your tummy. Which obviously creeped me the hell out. Mm -hmm. And then she looked again and she said, it's my baby sister. You have my baby sister in your tummy. Oh, my God. And then she didn't say anything else. Um, And a few weeks later, unfortunately, we lost the pregnancy, which I know happens to a lot of people. I'm so sorry, though. You know, it's... It happens. It was Mm -hmm. sad. but It's heartbreaking. It's more than sad. I mean... But that being said... The day after I started to lose the pregnancy, we're doing bedtime cuddles Mm. and she pulls open my shirt and she looks in and she said, mommy, where'd the baby go? Oh my God. And ever since then, she keeps talking about, I have a baby sister. I have a baby sister. And today, I told you this when I got here today, she's only just started drawing pictures that kind of look like (laughs) potato people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which I love and she drew one today and unfortunately it's on a magna doodle thing so I couldn't keep it which I'm I don't know 
so she draws this picture and she shows me and there's like you know the big blobs with the eyes and like sticks coming out and she said this is you this is daddy this is me and this is my baby sister just just hanging out all right that's so crazy the timing is just i know like how do you explain that as not paranormal i don't know that's even that's what i need it's just like an i don't know this kid but i I mean paranormal or like extrasensory or whatever how do you explain it as something i don't know logical i don't know the right yeah because i hadn't even taken a test yet we didn't even know right but she said something and then after that you confirmed that you were pregnant and then you knew that you were miscarrying and she said something like it's not like you let on to like you said something and slipped or like she right. overheard a conversation or like you had no Mm-mm. confirmation that you were pregnant Mm-mm. yeah we need those stories everybody please do and also i mean i know that you don't have to and, it, and it's i i know that we talk privately but thank you for sharing because i mean i've had a few miscarriages and i have no problem saying it to other people because I feel like women need to hear it more because they always think it's their fault and it's not it's not it's your body's way of going oh no 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 this didn't this didn't get together properly like you're not a bad person it doesn't mean that you didn't go to church enough it doesn't mean that like you shouldn't have said that to someone like it just happens sometimes right like you're not being punished or anything Mm -hmm. Most of them happen, and you wouldn't even know it if we didn't have the technology of peeing on a stick. Right. So soon. Um, but anyway. Yeah. Please send us. Send us your creepy kid stories. Please send us your creepy kid stories. And thank you so much for coming on this journey with us. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. It's fun, but it's serious at the it same is. time. and. I mean, we have to laugh at a lot of stuff, too. Especially, right, like the last episode, you know, you're talking about Linda Vista and everything. And we we talked about the Cecil Hotel and and made a couple references to Lisa Lamb. And I was joking about the pool on the roof, (laughs) which I stand by as a fucking joke because it was a good joke. It's pretty amazing. But the story of Elisa Lamb, if you're not familiar, is a, a very sad serious one about a woman who was missing and was found at the Cecil Hotel after being missing for two weeks, I, I think, think it was. I think that's maybe a story right? that we should discuss. No, we can talk about that yeah. other. Totally, totally. Oh, no, 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 yeah. Um, but you have to, like, temper the seriousness of things sometimes with humor. Well, if um, you don't, you'd go absolutely mental. Right. And it's like the few interactions that I've had in the, um, like in the autopsy and forensic fields. When I I didn't work, I I studied it, and I had been doing some research in a medical examiner's office, and like, isn't it called gallows humor? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were joking around. I was in an autopsy with a body cut open, and they were like weighing organs and like asking me my opinion on things about this dead person and everybody was like sitting around joking and like laughing and and just being kind of jovial (laughs) 
And um, I remember saying, I'm like, I'm glad that you guys can joke around and stuff. And they just very quickly turned around to 20 year old me. And they were just like, you have to. Yeah. You have to or you don't get through this. Mm -hmm. Um, Life is fucking hard, man. You don't need to be working on an autopsy. It could be anything. Life is hard. You got to laugh and get that shit out. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you end up with a PK manifestation that opens your fucking dresser drawers. We mean (sighs) no disrespect. We're just fascinated by this stuff. Yeah. And occasionally we find some of it terrifying to the point of hilarity yes yes make no mistake i still lay in my bed scared most nights thankful that there is a light outside that doesn't go off (laughs) that i have no control over that the apartment building just keeps on all night yeah it's always light in my room it's great it's fine it's fine it's it's fine it looks like noon it's fine it's fine put my pillow over my face it's fine um Please don't put your pillow over your face. <coughs> Say that again. Please. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Don't put your pillow over your face. Um, I'll have to find pictures for you because Tim has taken pictures really? where he's found me like randomly like taking a nap or something when with I'm so used to nap. Face? And it's just me like a corpse on the bed with a pillow over my face. That's terrifying, Joy. <laughs> but we found Enzo the same way. When he was little, I never used to let him sleep with a blanket because the first thing he would do with anything you put near him was put it over his face. Um, did I tell you about my ch- my kid and her shroud of Turin that she would do? <laughs> no. We gave her loveys. So when we were sleep training, don't judge me, it kind of worked. We gave it her loveys. It worked loveys. for like five weeks and then you're like... Fine, right. sleep on our bed. No, no. Oh, no. oh sorry, that's my no, house. That's my child sorry. is in my no. bed right now. Listen, my child is in my bed right now. My husband is in my son's bed. <laughs> I'm going to sleep in my bed with my son. I mean, at least you're guaranteed to be the big spoon. I no. Guess. No. No. Oh, okay. He's, he takes up the whole fucking bed. Bless him. Tiny starfish. He's not that tiny. So we gave our kid... Loveys, mm-hmm. so she could have something to self-soothe with. Mm-hmm. And so when she was like, she picked up on sleep training pretty quickly. We were very lucky, mm-hmm. and she would just rub it all over her face because she's delicious. Who wouldn't want to do that? But then we started noticing that she would wrap that fucker around <gasps> her head and tuck it behind her head. She's like a baby. <laughs> so luckily, there's a brand called Angel Deer. That it's all safe from like birth onwards. It's been tested. It's breathable. But every night we would have to go in repeatedly, peel this shit off her face, and oh she'd stay God. asleep. And then within twenty minutes, we'd see that she'd in her sleep put it back on. Yeah, she'd put it back on. She had to sleep. She had to sleep with something on her face, and it it's just so. It was I wonder how much of it has to do with the position they're in in the womb. Because, like, I know that Enzo used to kick and, like, move his feet around and, and, like, always felt like he couldn't stretch out enough. Same. Never. He never let me swaddle his legs. Mm -hmm. Like, I could swaddle the top half of him, but I'd have to leave that bottom triangle part unfolded so his feet were out. 
He, if you look in that bed right now, I bet you $100 that he is not under those fucking covers. Really? He's always kicking them off of him. He's always like, no, I don't want this on me. But he'll be like, I'm cold. And I'll put the covers on. He'll fall asleep and then kick them off of himself yeah. <laughs> when he's sleeping. Our kid sleeps in a sleeping bag because of that. Oh, my she, God. She won't have blankets. She wants to sleep in a sleeping bag. But mm-hmm. when I was pregnant... It was like she was trying to climb inside my fucking rib cage. Yes. All the time. Yeah, he turned upside down yeah. real early. Yeah. But I had his feet yes. under my right ribs yeah. like all the time. Thank you so much for listening to this special quarantine edition of The Residuals. Joy and I really appreciate you all. And you know what? We love you. You know how much we love you? We love you so much that we want you to wash your hands on a regular basis with not just that soap that you stole from a hotel, but with antibacterial stuff. We love you so much that we want you to cough and sneeze into your elbow and not your hand. And you want to know something that would really tip it over the edge? If you don't take all the toilet paper from the grocery store, that shit is hot. Now, Here's a uh, bit of a homework assignment for you. Send us your stories to the residuals podcast at gmail.com. We would love to read them. And even more than that, we would love to share your stories with others who may have had similar experiences that they can't necessarily explain or don't really feel that comfortable talking about. After all, Joy and I started this podcast because we realized that this is something that people don't really talk about. Whether it's because they don't know if what happened was real or they think people might, I mean, let's face it, think they're a bit bonkers. And that's where you come in. Sharing your experience with us and in turn with others helps them maybe not feel quite so alone, which let's face it, it's pretty important right now. So until the next time, don't be afraid of the dark and wash your bloody hands. I don't think embalming rooms have chains and jacks.